Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So in this episode, we're talking about what you need to know about weight. And this is a very common conversation that I have with people, with clients and people in general, all about weight loss and how how it can feel really slow and frustrating and how important it is to know all the details behind, like why it can take time to lose weight and what are the important things to keep focused on. Very often, people are on a weight loss plan and they want and expect to see it happen quickly. And it's so, so common to be checking the scales from one day to the next or one week to the next and just not seeing it drop at the rate that you want. And that can often lead to feeling really frustrated and disheartened and then thinking, well, why bother? And then very often we we start to sabotage when that happens, don't we? We tend to eat extra things to to make us feel better or because we think it's not working anyway so I may as well just eat this thing or have this drink or both and and then of course that creates this vicious cycle where you don't see progress because it's just going around in circles of feeling frustrated restricting a bit losing a little bit but then getting stuck and then getting annoyed again and going round and round like that we don't want to be in that cycle anymore so it's really important to know weight will fluctuate for so many reasons and so many of those reasons are nothing to do with body fat. So we can lose or gain weight depending on the time of the month. So if our hormones are fluctuating, we can gain two or three pounds, sometimes even a good few pounds more than that. Women are very different in, in the amount that we can gain through the course of a menstrual cycle, but it's very common to gain at least a couple of pounds at certain times of the month. We can gain weight if we've eaten more carbohydrates than normal because if we eat extra carbohydrates, the body will store those for future energy use and it will store them not as fat necessarily. It will store a lot of carbohydrate just as carbohydrate in the body, ready to be used for energy. But every gram of carbohydrates that is stored is stored with three grams of water. So if you have a high carbohydrate day, you're storing a lot of extra water as well. So you can easily gain one or two pounds on the scales just from that. We can also gain weight if we eat a lot of salt. Salt will change our levels of of water in the body. We can gain weight if we haven't slept as well, if we're feeling stressed, if the heat is, is changing, like in the kind of the temperature we're having at the moment in the UK, it suddenly got hot. That can impact just water levels in the body, how much you drink, how much you're sweating, how any swelling that can happen when you get hot. All these things can influence the weight as well. If you travel, just traveling in itself can change water levels. Hydration in general, if you are drinking more or less, if you've had alcohol, all of that can impact it too. And then you might have issues with, with your gut if you're intolerant to certain foods or if you're constipated. That can mean that you weigh more. And you can even weigh more if you just haven't yet been to the toilet. If you jump on the scales first thing and actually your body's been storing up a number two ready to to get rid and you you weigh before that. Even that, plus maybe needing a wee, can influence your weight. So there are so many reasons that one or two pounds can be there fluctuating. And yet when we step on the scales and 
you haven't seen a weight change or it's only one pound down or it's the same and you'd expected it to be down it's so easy to think oh well just nothing's happened or even if you've gained a pound or two you may think oh god I've gained a pound or two like how have I gone backwards this week and yet you could actually have lost weight but just be retaining more water for one of those reasons so it's so important to not take the scales at face value and to be aware of the big picture and the fact that so many things are influencing what number you see on the scales so that's where it's also really important to look at what your habits have been that week like what actions you've taken have you been consistent with nutrition have you been active and looking at do i feel do i feel like constipated do i feel like actually yeah i did have some carbohydrates yesterday or i'm not sleeping that well or actually maybe my period's due next week that could be part of it it's really really key to look at those things and when it comes to the menstrual cycle and checking our weight in regards to that it's actually really helpful to compare your weight to the same month in your previous cycle assuming you're having a regular cycle looking back at four weeks ago what was your weight then that can really help to see what is actually happening if you know that you do tend to fluctuate based on time of the month it's also really helpful to only weigh first thing in the morning before eating and drinking and after you've gone to the loo to jump on the scales then so then it's it's the most chance the highest chance of being accurate and even then it's helpful to maybe check two or three days over the course of the week to just see what is the trend and everyone's a bit different with this too sometimes people find it helpful to weigh themselves daily just for a little while to see the fluctuations and to see what's the average over the week and some people find actually they don't want to do that they'd rather just weigh once a week and I have clients who do both those strategies or either of those strategies depending on what they prefer there's no right or wrong if you find that you overanalyze things if you're weighing every day then it's best to not do that and to just check it maybe once a week bearing in mind that you might just pick a day that is a little bit higher for that because it's only the one one day in that week if you find that actually you're not bothered it's just data it's just interesting to note then checking it daily can be helpful just noting the number and then carrying on with your day and then when you get to the end of the week you can see is the average for this week lower than last week if not is there anything i can see that i can do next week to help me see that trend start to come down again and taking it like that seeing it as data not a reflection on you nothing to make you feel bad or or frustrated or guilty just one number one number that's not even that significant or at all significant in the grand scheme of things when we're thinking about life in general and about all the other things you can focus on whether areas where you can see progress areas where you can be proud regardless of what that weight is and remembering that no one else knows what your weight is either so no one knows that number on the scale it can help to just bring the temperature down when you think about weight and just to know it it's something that can be helpful to look at but we can put way too much emphasis on that and forget about all the other things that we're doing really well and that are important and things that will influence our health and happiness way more if we're focused on those things so it's good to check it's good to see it's data but it's also really important to to put it where it belongs like way down the list of things that are important what's also helpful to note is when we're losing weight if we're thinking about losing a pound of fat one pound of fat is equivalent to about three and a half thousand calories so that means to lose one pound of pure body weight body fat you would have to be in a deficit of three and a half thousand calories 
over the course of a week to lose one pound that week and that would mean essentially losing 500 calories a day from where you currently are if you're maintaining weight so that could be eating 500 calories less each day or that could be a combination of doing a little bit more activity eating a little bit less food say you do a walk that burns 250 calories and you're tracking your food and you eat 250 calories less than you may have done before that will lead to 500 calories less over the day and if you did that for a week you'd be three and a half thousand calories done and you'd lose one pound of fat so that could be helpful to note because that's that's something that is a big number three and a half thousand calories it takes consistency to do that so you can see why it's it's not easy to lose pounds and pounds of fat each week it takes time and effort unless you're making drastic changes which are often unsustainable it's very difficult to lose more than one to two pounds in a sustainable way often people will lose quite a few pounds in the first week or two of various diets particularly ones that are low carbs if you've done keto or anything like that some people can claim to lose like 10 pounds in a week and if that's happened that's largely water weight we would lose you'd lose a little bit of fat in that week you'd also lose a little bit of muscle if you're just drastically reducing your carbohydrate intake and calorie intake it would be a bit of fat a bit of muscle and a lot of water when you go on a low carb diet what essentially happens is your body uses up all the carbohydrate stores that are already there in your body and as i mentioned every gram of carbohydrate is stored with three grams of water so when the body senses there's no carbohydrates coming in anymore it starts to tap into the store that's already got and therefore the water that's stored with it is released and that gets flushed out of the body and that's where you'll lose a big chunk of pounds in a week but the vast majority of that is not body fat and that's why it very quickly slows down in terms of weight loss on those kind of plans and it's why it's easy for the weight to just come back up again once you finish it if you find it's not sustainable generally you regain that weight pretty quickly and that is because a lot of it was was not fat in the first place so that means then it's really important to make the plan that you follow a sustainable one so you're just you're losing body fat and you're preserving muscle and you're keeping hold of water because we need water and we need carbs so any restrictive diet tends to mean you are losing muscle mass at the same time as fat and that's not a good thing so we want to really keep hold of muscle particularly as we get older we lose muscle mass Anyway, from about the age of 30, we're losing a little bit of muscle each year and each decade. And that means our metabolism is reducing. That means we're burning less calories. We're losing strength. We're more likely to to suffer falls and fractures as we get older if we lose significant muscle. So when we are looking to lose weight, it's really important to prioritise body fat is the thing we want to lose. And of course, that's the case, right? We want to burn fat and we want to feel toned and strong and healthy and fit. So that means we need to do it in the best possible way to keep muscle and to keep muscle you need a good amount of calories and a good amount of protein so just going on a really restrictive plan and cutting loads of things out is not going to help because your protein intake is likely to be too low your body's going to be sensing there's not enough calories coming in so let's get rid of muscle because muscle is more metabolically active than fat so your body if it senses there's nowhere near enough calories coming in it will prioritise getting rid of muscle over getting rid of fat. You will lose some fat, but you will also lose muscle. And that is not a good thing. So it's really important then to be 
eating enough. And that means weight loss is slower, but it's so much better in terms of it's mostly body fat and it's sustainable and it's helping you keep muscle, which will impact you for the rest of your life. So another thing to remember is weight accumulates slowly over time, right? Most of us gain weight not that quickly. It just accumulates over months and years. So when we hope and expect to lose it in six to 12 weeks, that's often unrealistic in terms of how easy and sustainable that's going to be. Sometimes with a good solid plan, like depending on how much you've got to lose, you can make amazing progress in that time, but it's it's not very common. It's common, it seems more common because you see a lot of transformations in magazines, on the internet and on social media. But if you were to follow up with those people six months later or a year later, not that many of them would actually have sustained that weight loss. So because it takes time to gain it, it's it's helpful to expect it's going to take a bit of time to lose it. It was gained through extra portions, like well, extra extra bites here and there, like portions that were a little bit too big, maybe certain food choices that were quite high in calories, extra snacking, extra drinking, habits basically, habits that we've we've built over time kind of accidentally that have led to just accumulating more calories. And maybe it's also not being as active as we could be, like not walking as much as we could have done, not doing weights training. So by kind of reversing that, by thinking, okay, I want to go back to a weight that I feel best at, it's going to take changing my habits in order to do that. It's going to be habits and choices and mindset as well that's going to make this difference. So it's going to take time, just like it took time to put that weight on gradually. If you focus on, okay, because it took time, I'm going to also take time to lose it. I'm going to do this gradually in a way that feels like it's doable and enjoyable. That will set you up for the best chance by far of getting to that goal and keeping it. You do, of course, want to see progress. We don't want it to be super slow to the point where it just feels like nothing is happening. But expecting that it will take time it will help a lot because it will in real life life will get in the way things will happen circumstances change you've always got social events and things to do and holidays and unexpected family emergencies or illnesses and things like that so expecting that it's not going to be plain sailing and you can't just dedicate your entire life and existence to losing weight for the next 12 weeks expecting that it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be just a clear road ahead all of that helps because then that helps you to to keep going when those things happen because you're not expecting drastic change and fantastic results in 12 weeks you're just expecting to make some progress to make some good changes to see things happen to be building good habits and to be knowing that you're on your way and you feel like you can carry this on because it's not relying on perfection and a real like regimented cutting stuff out kind of routine it's just things that you can keep doing because it's all fine it's not perfect it's just consistent and mindset is one of the biggest things to focus on and it's one of the things that is often very often left out when it comes to any weight loss plan but most of us know what to eat and we've got a pretty good idea of what we need to do to lose weight but we struggle to be consistent with it and a lot of that is down to our thinking and just habits we've picked up with with the way that we think around our weight around our body around our habits as well and the the key key element to remember is whatever we think it will influence how we feel 
and our feelings are what influence what we do, the actions that we take. And that is what creates our results. So if your thinking is helpful and positive and focused on good actions and you then you're encouraging yourself and you feel positive and motivated because of that, you're likely to take better actions because you feel good. And that means you're going to create results over time. We tend to get stuck in thinking negatively and being critical to ourselves, expecting to do it perfectly or expecting weight to happen or weight loss to happen every week. And then when we don't see that, we get frustrated and we we feel bad because we're criticising ourselves and we feel hopeless because we're focused on the fact it's not happening as quickly as we want it to and we're focused on the fact we don't feel good as we are. So we need to move away from that feeling, but we can't get there quick enough. So it feels urgent and it feels uncomfortable. And therefore, all these feelings, they don't feel good. And often we've built the habit of eating when we don't feel good because food temporarily makes us feel better. So that thinking influences how we feel. And then we we do things based on how we feel that don't give us the results that we want. We either go off track and we eat to feel better or we stop doing the healthy habits because we're frustrated that they're not giving us quick enough results. So we need to bring it back to what thoughts are going to help me feel the way that I need to feel to get the results that I want. And we can kind of bypass this a little bit in terms of we don't always have to feel good and motivated. We just need to be in a place to take the positive action anyway. So there's two ways to look at it. Our thoughts we can set them up to be helpful and to make us feel good and that's really important it's also important to remember you won't always feel good whatever you're thinking you won't always feel motivated you won't always want to do the things that you know are good for you but you can have a even a set of thoughts that just just make you decide to take the action anyway because you know it's good for you it's going to help you get to the goal and you're worth the effort that it will take so Bearing that in mind will help a lot. If you realise that you're not feeling great about the process, you're not enjoying it, you're not feeling good about weight loss, looking back at what am I thinking, what are my thoughts around this, if if you're not enjoying it because it's not a sustainable approach, then that's the thing to change. But if you realise actually this feels sustainable but I'm just being impatient or I'm wanting it to happen too quick or I'm getting frustrated rather than looking at what I can change, what little things I can improve, then the thinking around that is the thing to address. Like looking at, do I need to just be more patient? Do I need to remind myself I'm doing great in all these areas and feel proud about that and remind myself it's just gonna take time? Or do I need to just be looking at things I can improve and encourage myself with that rather than criticizing myself and not doing it good enough? Can I look at, things to improve and then feel proud that I'm doing that I feel proud that I'm making these changes and enjoy the fact that that is me working towards my goal and that in itself feels good we don't have to wait until we reach the goal to feel good and happy and proud you can feel happy and proud about the actions that you're taking and that will encourage you to keep taking them and when you do that you create the results over time we often tend to feel impatience and frustration and focus on what we don't want and criticize ourselves and and that is what leads to to self-sabotage with those actions that don't help and then we remain stuck so we need to change that focus and then something that can help is to to think about the type of person who 
is that the weight you want to be who's maintaining a healthy weight and you would kind of look at them and think yeah I would love to to be in a shape or size like that that would be where I'd want to be and feel feel most comfortable and then looking at what is their what is their lifestyle what choices do they make around food and around activity what have they got built in to their routines maybe what is their mindset around food and exercise and what can you pick up from that like what things do they do that are different there's that mantra that's a success leaves clues that's really helpful to to think about here if people seem successful with maintaining a healthy weight whether they've always been that weight or whether they've lost weight and now they're they're keeping it off if they're successful with that though they will be leaving clues in what they're doing it's not that they're a better person it's just that they've got habits that work for them they're more helpful than some of the habits that you might have at the moment and that's always something you can change things that tend to help with getting to that healthy weight and maintaining it the first thing would be planning like planning food and having things there when you need them and sometimes like naturally thin people may not be doing that they may not be planning each day but that's that's a product of just they've grown up like naturally having these things around and naturally following that way of of eating so it's just a normal thing but if it's not a normal thing for you having a plan will give you that framework of choices that are helpful and have it means that they're going to be there when you need them and you're not going to have to think and make decisions throughout the day and the week so it makes it much easier for you to start aligning with those choices that someone else might make automatically calorie awareness will help a lot too and again sometimes naturally thin people won't be looking at calories a lot of people won't be looking at calories but if you're thinking what's going to help you get to that goal having that knowledge and awareness of calories will definitely help as long as you're not over analyzing it and getting getting worried about it as long as you're just looking at it as it's just information it's helpful and it allows you to then find the right portion size that's going to fit for you it means that you can include any foods because no foods on their own are bad for you or make you gain weight it's just making sure that you've got the portion size in about the right level for you that you can both enjoy it and feel great after and you know it kind of fits in terms of your overall energy for the week so calorie awareness like checking whether it's checking packets or just kind of looking at things in, in a little bit more detail like using something like my fitness pal can be helpful for a short time just to gain an awareness of first thing individual things but also kind of more importantly how it fits together over a week because you could have a really high calorie day you might go out for dinner and have a pizza it might be like 1500 calories even it's very easy to eat two or three thousand calories in a, a meal out sometimes and if that's the case if you're aware of maybe like i've had a lot of calories today but you can see, okay, other choices this week, I can be consistent with those. I can just get some protein in, which will keep me full, reduce my snacking. And if you're just tracking things over the week, you can start to see how to balance things out and how to be consistent. And you'll also see it doesn't matter if you have a high calorie day now and again, it's about what you do over the week and over continual weeks rather than on any particular given day. So Looking at that is helpful. Looking at little portion size tweaks you could make or little swaps you could make to some some of the snacks that you have that could be just helpful things that you can still enjoy when you feel hungry for them and they just keep you going for maybe less calories than things you would have been snacking on before. And then just that over time, that knowledge, it means that after 
a few weeks even. You may not need to track things anymore and look at things in much detail. You've just built an awareness of, of what to look for, how to balance things out. Eating when you're hungry and stopping when you feel satisfied is a big one. That is, of course, very helpful to, to losing and maintaining weight. And it's something that we we often don't do. It sounds very simple, but in the world that we live in, like there's food around us all the time. And we tend to have the idea of kind of eating it like this is my breakfast time this is my lunch time this is my dinner time regardless of whether we're hungry we might kind of snack in between and then not be that hungry for a meal but just eat because it's that time of the day and if you're presented with with a snack or something at work if they're handing out chocolate or biscuits or donuts or cake it's very easy to just have that there and then and then feel like you've ruined it and then eat something else later on so Having that awareness, which comes from planning as well, that planning will give you the first bit of structure. And then when it comes to actually eating, checking in first to see, am I actually hungry right now? Or could I wait a little bit before I eat? And then when you do actually eat that food, eating it slowly enough to be able to notice when you're starting to feel full. Eating it slowly in itself will help you just enjoy it more as well, to be really present, really fully focused on that food, noticing the taste from the first bite all the way through if you start to feel satisfied partway through that meal you'll notice that the taste starts to fade a little bit and it's maybe not as good as it was at the start and that often happens with with things like cake as well things that are quite indulgent you might find the first first couple of bites are normally the best and then as you go further into it it's still really nice but it's not as good as it was and that's helpful to to be aware of how is this tasting as i go through this meal or this snack is there a point where I can stop before I've cleared the plate? Like, could I leave a little bit of this behind? And sometimes you won't, but sometimes you might notice actually, yeah, I could leave some. And, and that that adds up over time. Choosing the best of what you love will help a lot too. Obviously looking for mostly great nutrition, which comes from that planning again, but then also factoring in things that you really enjoy so that it feels sustainable. It's not a restrictive diet. You're having things that make you feel happy, like, you want all food to make you feel happy really but you're having things with people you love or just things that you really enjoy that aren't that nutritious but they're worth it to you they're, they're some of the best things that you you want to plan in as well having that planned in factored into your week will help a lot too because if you try to cut everything out you end up feeling restricted you feel like you're missing out on things and at some point you tend to feel like oh god sorry it's not even not even creating the quick weight loss that I wanted. So I may as well just eat this and this and this. And then it can lead to that self-sabotage. So choosing the best of what you love. Making sure it is the best. It's not just anything that's around. It's not a generic thing that you could get any time. It's something that you think, yeah, that's really that's really worth it to me. Like, that's delicious. This is, like, it could be ice cream with your children. It could be an amazing bit of homemade cake. It could be something at your favourite restaurant or cafe. And of course, it needs to be spread out in order for it to, to fit into the, the calorie requirements, but making sure it's sprinkled in there, sprinkled in there once or twice a week, depending on the amount of calories, it could be slightly more than that, but factoring that in will help a lot to keep it sustainable and enjoyable. And then another habit that generally was going to help you to maintain weight, of course, is having an active, fairly active lifestyle or having activity as part of your lifestyle whether that's building walking into a day, whether that's going to the gym or doing classes or doing weights training, 
just having that as a routine it's something that you do it's just part of part of who you are you're someone who does this activity that massively helps too just to make it almost automatic it's just you book it into your week or it's just part of your day you don't even have to think about it so people who are kind of naturally thin never had a weight problem in their life like they will do these things kind of naturally automatically and it is very often like just it comes back to how we how we grew up like the environment that we were in what our parents did like whether they were on a diet or whether they encouraged you to clear your plate because children were starving in another country whether they they encouraged you to be active whether there was opportunity around you to to be outside and be active whether your friends and family like what, what their habits are what what their lifestyles are it's also influenced by genetics by the culture that you grew up in by the media that you're exposed to like what you saw when you were younger what you've seen for the last 10 20 years of your life or more there's so many things that influence our habits and our lifestyles these days so it's not your fault if you struggle with weight it's it's a product of so many things you've just got habits both in in potentially in thoughts and actions that are just not currently creating the weight that you want but with practice and with patience and that awareness you can change it and you can get to where you want to be you just need a path to follow to get you there and that generally is is a plan a plan that gives you structure and routine to follow and a plan that you maybe you keep adjusting so there's, doesn't need to be perfect to start with it's very likely it's not going to be perfect so you'll just need testing out but having a plan and then assessing how is this plan working for me how are these foods that I'm putting into my day working am I eating them and enjoying them how is my activity going like can I can I tweak that can I can I try this activity can I walk a little bit more here tracking what you're doing planning and tracking and then reassessing treating it almost like a project project you project helping you get to where you feel at your best it will also take looking at calories understanding understanding calories it doesn't have to be for every single person like there are plenty of people who lose weight without looking at calories and just they just adjust their portion sizes they eat from a smaller plate they they eat more slowly and mindfully they have a structure and routine again that they just they follow and that helps them to eat less so you don't have to look at calories it's just a very helpful thing to do but either way reducing your intake whether that is looking at nutrition information or whether that is just having smaller plates eating more slowly adding more vegetables to your plate like taking off a tablespoon or two of whatever carbohydrates you might have and replacing that with more veg little things like that can make a big difference as well so it's building a framework to follow and continually working on habits and mindset and it's good to think that like we're always going to be doing that we're never the finished product you can be improving for the rest of your life and that's a great thing so there's no deadline there's no end date by which you have to achieve this goal it's always a good thing to be growing and improving and we actually thrive when we do that humans feel good when they are learning things and changing things and improving and sensing that improvement so if you can see it that way it can really help to just to take the time that it needs and to be challenging yourself to keep doing that bit better and keep nudging yourself in the right direction but also being okay with where you're at like enjoying the process and remembering this does take time and this is where fad diets are are so tempting when when you know that it does take time even 
focusing on all the things I've mentioned, it can still be tempting to think, I'll just do that diet, I'll do keto or I'll do the Cambridge diet or I'll jump on that quick juicing plan just for a few weeks, just to lose some weight quickly and then I'll work out like how to keep it off. But we know that that doesn't work. We know from countless millions of people's experiences and a lot of research that for the the vast, vast majority of people that that way of doing things does not work. And the other thing is it impacts metabolism as well, uh, like I've mentioned, and that then makes it harder to to keep the weight off and it makes it harder to to sustain a healthy weight. Every time you do a restrictive diet, you're impacting your metabolism, which then makes it that bit harder to stay where you want to be. So, and a good analogy that I heard recently was asking this question, like, would you choose to be given a thousand pounds now but have to give back one thousand five hundred pounds next week or would you prefer to wait and get one thousand pounds at the end of the month and get to keep it so you wait a whole month you get nothing until the end of that month but then you get a thousand pounds that you get to keep or option a was choosing to be given a thousand pounds straight away right now today but next week you have to give back £1,500. Pretty much all of us would choose to wait to the end of the month and then be given £1,000 that we can keep versus receiving £1,000 but having to give back that plus another 500 in a week to come. And this is an analogy that you can relate to weight loss and fad diets. In this situation, the fad diet is getting £1,000 now, losing that weight really quickly, achieving immediate results, but then losing it all and a bit more, like going even further backwards in where you want to be in a week's time, which obviously in the weight loss world, this would take longer than a week, but you get the idea. And when we're looking at, okay, the, the healthy way of doing things, the sustainable way of doing things, in this analogy, it's waiting, like seeing nothing happen for a whole month, just waiting, but then getting a thousand pounds and getting to keep it. You can see where the the kind of the relationship is there between that analogy and weight loss, and obviously it's not exactly that way. But that is that is how we look at things with fad diets. Like we we want the results now, we want the money now, but what it ultimately ends up being is that we we're worse off in in the longer term. Whereas with this healthier, sustainable approach, it seems like nothing's happening. It seems like we're just waiting and waiting. But then suddenly, because we've been consistent in waiting and, and doing the right things, we suddenly see results happen. And we've built habits that mean we can keep it as well. So just a reminder, like every every restrictive diet, it does have that impact on metabolism. It doesn't help you long term at, at all. And it doesn't help your relationship with food. But in terms of impacting metabolism your body senses with a restrictive plan that that really reduces the calorie intake or cuts certain things out your body senses that there's not enough calories coming in and we still have the same programming that we had when we were roaming the plains of africa and in that if there wasn't enough food around or enough calories coming in the body senses that maybe there's just not enough food around like maybe there's going to be a famine so we need to preserve ourselves as much as possible. So what the body will do is just slow down processes, like make you burn less calories, 
often this translates into you feeling just feeling more tired like sitting down more moving around a bit less um, not recovering as quickly from workouts and activities so therefore like not not doing as much not burning as many calories um, and also it will mean that you you burn muscle as I was saying before like you your muscle tissue burns much more calories than body fat stores do so muscle tissue will be burned off and that is not a good thing you will lose fat as well but you will lose significantly more muscle than if you were doing this in a, in a healthier way eating more calories and looking at protein and when you lose muscle you become weaker you feel less toned and often we want to feel toned right when we lose weight it's not just to be a smaller version it's we want to be toned as well and we want to feel feeling a bit of muscle there feel strong feel great in our clothes feel like we've got a nice figure that doesn't happen when you go on a restrictive plan and we burn those calories which means like when we go back to normal to normal eating the weight regain happens quicker and more easily than before and it's very common that you gain a little bit more weight than you had when you started that diet because your metabolism is now that little bit lower so it's a really common pattern that people yo-yo diet and over time they actually gain more weight so to stop that happening taking your time going back to how can i make this a healthy and sustainable approach given what i know about about how long weight loss takes like how one pound of fat is the equivalent of three and a half thousand calories that's not an exact science but it's a rough figure and it's going to come down to habits overall more importantly it's going to come down to what you do on a daily weekly basis that feels good and feels sustainable and it's just making gradual gradual tweaks to nutrition and to activity that help you get to where you want to be so that could be looking at portion sizes that could be making protein part of every meal is definitely a helpful thing to do having a a palm size serving of protein or a, a quarter of your plate filled with protein source if you're tracking protein um actually tracking grams of protein then 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of your target body weight is a good range to look for and that means basically if you work out your target body weight is say 150 pounds if you pick any number between 0.7 and 1 if you pick 0.7 that gives you the lower the lower target of protein to aim for which might be a bit easier if you don't eat much at the moment if you pick like one one gram per pound there's more protein to aim for which is fine if you if you find that easy enough to do and you enjoy it and your weight's training um that can be helpful but anywhere in that range 0.7 to 1 is a good range to be in so if we said let's pick 0.8 and we do we go we say that the goal weight is 150 pounds 150 times 0.8 is 120 so that means 120 grams of protein is what you'd be aiming for and that looks like a decent source of protein in each meal and maybe in a snack as well and this is where something like whey protein powder can be quite helpful as a really convenient way of just boosting your protein intake having protein powder in the cupboard that you can either like mix into porridge or mix into yogurt have as a protein shake or a smoothie that can be very very helpful as well but protein will be a key factor in helping helping you feel fuller for longer and helping you maintain muscle we're also looking at getting lots of vegetables in there like half a plate of veg at dinner that can really help to bring the overall calories for that meal down and really boost that nutrition for it up tracking your steps is really helpful too and aiming to to increase the weekly average 
so looking for opportunities to walk more on a day-to-day basis but it doesn't have to be like hitting 10,000 steps every single day if you can fantastic but there's like a few days of the week where it's more difficult to do that seeing if you can bump it up on other days when you've got more opportunity and then the weekly average is is a good thing to measure it by so you don't feel like you failed if you have a low day you know that you can bump it up and and it's over the week that's going to make the difference and lifting weights two to three times per week would be fantastic if you can do four amazing but two or three is is definitely a really good amount if you can get get that consistently happening that is beyond fantastic for your for your weight loss but also for just your general health and functionality for years and years to come like how likely you are to be fit and healthy and strong and independent into your 70s 80s 90s so there's a few episodes in this podcast that talk about lifting weights and how to do it there's a, a recent one i think it's episode 101 talks about it it might even be 102 have a little look but that and there's there's a few episodes you can scroll through and just pick out ones about weight training if you're interested in more about that and also my instagram page at Haley Plummer PT, plenty of, of ideas on there too about how to do weight training. So those are some key things, and then we've also got sleep, water intake, and stress to consider as well. And I don't want this to be overwhelming amount of things to look at, but if you know, okay, my sleep isn't that great at the moment, or I'm not actually drinking that much water, or I'm pretty stressed out, and and I actually need to either give myself some compassion um, with that, knowing that I just there's things going on at the moment in life. Or I need to, to, to keep working on stress management techniques and, and sleep sleep plans and things to help me just to get that working as well as possible. Because if those things are out of whack, they are going to impact weight as well. And it's not necessarily that they're going to stop you losing body fat, although they will they will impact that to a degree. But they'll also cause those fluctuations that mask your progress, which can lead to frustration of feeling like it's not working when actually it is as well. So if those things aren't aren't in alignment at the moment see what you can do to improve them and also then bear in mind that progress might just be be better than it looks but of course for your health we want to get those things working well if you can so one to two pounds a week weight loss is brilliant that's really important to remember as well and when you're monitoring weight loss if it's the same weight for three to four weeks if it's not changed in that time frame then that signifies yeah probably it's it's a plateau if it's if it's only one to two weeks that it's been the same for then it may just be like nothing's wrong you just need to be patient if you feel like you're doing the right things and it's not changed then i would keep doing the right things and give it another week but if you've got to three or four weeks and it's it's still the same then that's just a bit of feedback that you're probably at maintenance calories overall often for people this means you're actually in a calorie deficit in the week, but then you get to the weekend and it's it's less structured. There's more social events and eating and drinking. And therefore you, you can easily eat and drink back the calories that you'd burned in the week. So if you recognize that could be the case, then definitely having a plan for the weekends will help a lot. And really kind of picking out where is it that you want to enjoy some indulgences? Um, where are the key things? Is there like a meal out that you want to, you do want to factor in like a, a nice meal and a dessert or a couple of drinks with that meal is there is there an evening with friends that you're going to have some drinks um is there maybe you're going out for lunch with your family it's kind of picking out which which of these things do i want to say yeah that's where my indulgence is and then other meals around that like can you be more structured with those and and have 
healthy options available make sure you've got the protein in there you're going for fruits and vegetables maybe if you're going out for dinner you might want to have like a really good big salad for lunch with a source of protein to help keep you going and cover your nutrition in choosing like how many drinks do i think i want to have today like what's like what what is my limit on that the awareness is really helpful because you kind of you obviously want to have that that freedom and flexibility to be having what you enjoy but if weight loss is your goal you also need to know that like it's going to impact things if you have a lot of like a number of drinks plus a few snacks here and there plus a meal out that can easily equate to two three thousand calories that just wipe out the progress you would otherwise have made and there's no need to feel bad for that if you fully enjoy that and it was worth it like great but it's really helpful to keep a track of, of what you have to plan for the weekend and then if you are getting a bit stuck like track things and see what am i roughly having you might have to guess some things because meals out you don't necessarily know the calories if they're if they're not one of the chain restaurants that lists their calories but you can often get an idea just based on those restaurants that do list calories either looking at those if that's where you're going or use those as a, a guideline for where you end up like look at a similar meal and see okay what calories are in that it's pretty shocking how many calories can be in certain meals even things that you would consider to be reasonably healthy so having a look at that is useful and then you can just decide like what's what's most worth it here do i want to maybe say the dessert on that menu looks amazing i want to have that and therefore i'll just have like one glass of wine or do you want to say actually no i want to have a few drinks so i will either like not have a dessert or i'll just get the sorbet for dessert and, and not have a starter or see where you can kind of make those tweaks and then having a plan for the next day if you're out on saturday and sometimes you feel a bit rubbish on sunday having a plan for that day makes a big difference too so you've got easy healthy things to go for light choices but things that are going to be satisfying enough to keep you going that plan will make a big difference and for other people what holds them back is is snacking and just maybe getting hungry in the evenings or just habit snacking or emotional eating or just very commonly getting to the end of the day and or maybe that gap between getting home and having dinner and just nibbling then nibbling in the evening um that is really common too and often that is a result of not having enough food earlier in the day so it's it's a really common pattern to like try and be really light and healthy for breakfast and lunch not eat that much but then your body is craving some nutrition and just energy in general by the time you get to the end of the day and it will drive you to get the easiest options the the high sugar um processed foods that are just easy to grab they give you a quick boost but then very quickly again you just you feel too full and frustrated after so if you recognize that happens or you just in the evening you're just craving things and you're having things then see if you can test out planning in filling meals earlier in the day like good really good protein at breakfast and lunch and then having protein and fruit planned for for default snacks if you if you get hungry in the daytime and protein snacks could be a protein shake could be boiled eggs could be baby bells could be some like meat slices um cottage cheese some yogurt with some fruit um could even be a protein bar if you're out and about having those things ready having some fruit as another option that helps and then planning in okay if i'm gonna want a snack what do i want to have for a lot of my clients they have a protein shake in that gap between lunch and dinner to keep them going and then after dinner if you think yeah i'm gonna want something planning that thing in whether it's a bit of chocolate 
whether it's some low calorie ice cream or whatever you might want, just factoring that in, knowing that, okay, that's gonna be 200 calories, that's fine. If I leave, leave enough room for that, in that I just have a, a slightly lighter dinner or like take a tiny bit out of dinner so it's a slightly smaller portion, I have room for that after and I'm gonna enjoy that, perfect. Test that out and see see how that goes. But it's always going to come back to looking at if the weight hasn't changed after three or four weeks, what can I do? What tweaks can I make? And if you are snacking as well, if you do find that that's something that you want to do, then sitting down to really enjoy it will help a lot too. Really notice it because we're often in the habit of just kind of grabbing things on the go. And if you know that it's kind of a food you haven't planned, it's not that good for you, there's often that feeling of guilt and we eat it really quickly so that we just try and kind of get it down before we feel guilty about it. If it's something that's that like you recognize as a pattern, really deciding, okay, if I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna really enjoy it. Like take what you think is a good portion size and go and sit down and really notice every bite. And often that way you can find that you're happy with less of it. And you might notice actually it's not that great. Like when I really sit and fully allow myself to have it and really taste it, I recognise actually it's not as amazing as I thought it was. Or you might notice actually, yeah, I really like it. And you can be happy with with often that smaller amount. So being present, really deciding to have it and enjoy it is important. And you might notice as well when you do that, you actually, you're not that hungry. You might notice, this is nice, but I'm actually quite full. In which case, you're training yourself then to be more aware of those things. And you could potentially then just say, okay, I'll save it for later. So it's rebuilding that relationship with food. Nothing is bad, nothing is gonna make you gain weight by itself, nothing's off limits. And it's just a case of what feels best for me and what nutritious foods can I plan in and what other things are really worth it that I do wanna factor in and enjoy as well. And one of the biggest things to remember is to not just focus on weight. There's there's so many other things you can focus on that that are signs of progress and that are important for health. If you're making healthier choices, if you're being more active, if you know your, your relationship with food is improving, you're building better habits in any aspect of health and fitness, that is huge. And that's something that I get all my clients to, to look for in each week when they do their weekly check-in with me. The most important box on that form is the one that asks them, what things are you proud of this week? Like, What's gone well? What are you happy with? What signs of progress can you see? If you're looking for those things, you'll always find something. Like, No one has a week where they've done nothing right. If you can see, yeah, that's that's good. Like I did that well, I handled that well. That was an improvement. Then you start to feel good about what you're doing. And when you feel good about that process, it encourages you to keep going with it and just keep making those little steps, those little changes. And that is where you create amazing results. And remembering as well, you're so much more than that number on the scales. You can make that change and it will just take time. But whatever that number is, it's no reflection on you as a person. And life is really short like we don't know what will happen so when you're looking back when you're hopefully 95 and had a really good life like looking back how would you want to have thought about your weight when you were the age that you are now bearing that in mind is is helpful too because we can easily get caught up in just the day-to-day and wanting that weight to change but in the grand scheme of things that number is so insignificant compared to so many other things about us and ironically, when we focus on all those other good things, like that is when that weight tends to change. So focusing on being the person that you want to be with the habits and the lifestyle that will help you to, to keep those results that you want, that's really key. And that's going to come down to taking care of yourself, like treating yourself really well, eating mostly healthy foods that nourish your body, 
plus whatever else is really worth it to you. It's investing time in yourself to be fit and healthy, like taking that time to be active, to do those things that help your heart stay fit and healthy and strong, help your muscles stay strong. That takes time and it's, it is a time investment, but it's so, so worth it. It's chasing your goals, like doing things that are important to you, keeping promises to yourself, making promises in that you're going to do something for you today. You're going to make that healthy food choice. You're going to go out and do that walk, making that little promise and then keeping it is huge in terms of building self-belief self-trust it's massive like so many times with diets and restrictive plans like we make these promises to follow them and then we break them because they just weren't sustainable and what that does is it erodes our, our trust and our belief in ourselves like we don't believe that we're going to follow through we don't believe we're going to finish the plan or get the results that we want and that then leads to actually not following through on the actions that will get us there so we follow this self-sabotage pattern instead of following this consistency pattern that we want when it comes to making little promises that are doable and sustainable and then following through and keeping them even when we've lost the motivation like doing it anyway because that's what you said you were going to do that is where you really start to believe in yourself and then you start to create that momentum that creates fantastic results it also might be taking time to rest that is important as well we don't just want to be flogging ourselves with exercise every day or at all we want to be doing exercise that feels good but also taking time to rest it's going to be being kind to yourself it's going to be planning and being consistent and doing that because that helps not because it's like always massively exciting or what you want to do but knowing it's helpful and knowing that you deserve to feel great and that's that's what's required to help you do that so mindset is is really key how you think about yourself and how you think about what you're doing so if it's not feeling great, if you're frustrated with weight loss, it's looking at looking at what you're doing like process-wise, like what actions and habits can you tweak? And also, how can I think about this in the best possible way? Like how can I be kinder to myself today and encourage myself to do to do what's good for me and to just keep going and to be proud of what I've done so far. If you're doing that, if you're framing things in the best way and you're looking for little things you can change and then working on those and being proud of doing that you enjoy what you're doing and when you enjoy that process and you're consistent not perfect just consistent you'll keep going long enough to see results and it's always going to take longer than you want it to but as long as you keep going making small changes little improvements bit by bit you will create results and you'll create results that last i hope that's helpful and i'd love to hear any feedback on that if you've got any thoughts any questions feel free to email me hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk and come find me on Facebook or Instagram. The links to those are in the show notes. If you have chance to leave a, a rating or a review on wherever you listen to this podcast, that would be hugely appreciated as well. Thank you for listening and speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.